Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. How do you feel about reading your own intro? Oh, I would be honored. Really? Okay, Ed Drosey was born October 22nd, 1978 in Massachusetts. He's the original member of the Brooklyn-based indie rock group Grizzly Bear. The group began as the solo effort of Drosty with the release of Horn of Plenty in 2004. Look at this bio. You didn't write this, did you? This is from Wiki. No, I didn't even know your <laughs> name was Drosty. Rhymes with Toasty. Isn't there like a... There's a cocoa there's company. There's a noodle that sounds like Drosty, but it's a German noodle? Drosty's Dutch, and there's a cocoa company mm. called Drosty, but what mm. noodle... I don't know. Uh, you what know what I'm thinking about. It's a tiny little dumpling that's like Spetzel? I guess that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Spetzel. have siblings? Ed? I have a brother, yeah. Older? One younger, just two years younger. And is he mad at you? No, he's a sweetie. But the fact that he's gonna be turning forty soon is also insane to me. He works for the Red Sox in Boston. He's a real Boston that's boy. Awesome. Yeah. Are you a Boston boy? No. I don't think I'll ever live in Boston again. Do you think that there is a difference between East Coast, West Coast? I do. Okay, wait, will you tell me about that? I still, as an East Coaster and having lived most of my life in New York City and being from Boston, I still marvel at California life. It's still like, even though I've been here seven years, it's still like fresh to me where I'm like, oh my God, there's an aloe plant next to the fire hydrant. Like, that's insane. Like, it's also just like more relaxed and the nature's better. I'm going to say that. But do you miss East Coast? No. I actually don't miss it at all. Why? Well, New York specifically, it's just stressful. It's like it's like spending so much money to have such a small space and to like wait in line for everything. Like every time there's a new exhibit somewhere or like a new restaurant, it's so not user-friendly. Let's put it that way. I feel like in LA, the whole thing is about the hustle as opposed to a, a community experience where like you'd be like, hey, everybody, let's go check out that new exhibit grab a drink after that doesn't happen here i mean i feel like there's a community element but i know what you're talking about i also miss walking i'll say that even though i i have a bike and i bike and walk as much as i can in my area are you not like a sports like no. are you not are you not like i'm a cliche gay that has zero interest in sports like actually literally zero i don't I, even care about figure skating. I think that you might just not be a collective supporter, which is I'm something like, that I I'm admire. I'm like here for everyone to enjoy it. I just don't need to be a part of that journey. You're not a follower. I'm not a follower of sports. Yeah. Do you like sports? I don't know. But You're not sure? Yeah, listen, I love the idea of being able to throw a ball and know that it's going to shoot across I don't know, 30 yards. That must feel fucking fantastic. And the same thing with like knowing that physical security, understanding how your body moves to like succeed is something that I just don't fucking know. Me neither. We met before our vacation, right? We did? I don't know. Maybe we didn't. Did we meet at like Mark's birthday maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I just remember the first time we vacationed together. Would you go on a group vacation again? I like a group vacation. Dear listeners, so I went to this group vacation. It was Busy Phillips, Michelle Williams, Phil Lord, Irene Newworth, Ed Drosty, Chad. My ex, Chad. Yeah. And you and Chris. Yeah. And then Sarah. We went to the big group home. It was awesome. In Mexico. But it did bring me back to that time 
when I was, I don't know, maybe 10 years old and I'm at a slumber party and the groups are divided. I called my dad, will you please pick me up? <laughs> well, also like, it was like- Everyone's fighting, I don't we understand. Were, we wanted to go do like adventurous stuff. Like we, we were like, let's go horseback riding. And then there were other people that just wanted to chill. And also they had kids. You didn't have a kid yeah. at the time. Yeah. And we went on a crazy, crazy mm. horseback ride. Yeah. Two of them. It was Galloping on a red. cliff without a helmet. It was definitely like, we are going to die. It was extremely dangerous. Oh, but it was awesome. That was Down. a highlight for me. Like when yeah. I think of that trip was the yeah. horseback ride. Yeah, I totally agree. But um, here we are. Eight years later. Yes. Okay. Let's say we're all on a bus together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which bunk do I take? Yes. Middle. You're back, taking right middle? Side. Wait, there's a middle bunk? One, two, three. What? Three there's a one, two, three? I thought yeah. it was just one, two. What? That's a luxury bus. We had to cram a lot on ours. Ours is a 12 bunk bus that we were always on. And there's a bottom one, middle and top. And Why the top did you take rocks middle? too much. Ah, okay. The okay. bottom, you're like near people's feet. Right. And so it's like the middle is the only one where you're kind of like, you can just crawl in the easiest. That's my. So you were a middleman. I was a middleman. <laughs> middleman on the right hand side of the bus always. <gasps> Because I sleep on, on right my left. Side? Because I sleep on my left side more. Okay. And I don't want to be facing the hallway where people walk by. So I was like, I just want to be facing the wall. Did you and pack just, a special pillow? What are your I did bring a pillow. Okay. So you, you brought your pillow. Do you prefer like a feather or like a you know a, feather. a synthetic? I like a combo actually. Okay. At home I have one synthetic, one feather. Because they serve different purposes well the feather can be too and that soft, seems just weird but then i can bunch up the feather into like the right thing and then use the base synthetic as more support what other things <laughs> do you bring on tour it's insane so our situation on the bus is like because we can't afford to get like two buses or you know a six bunk thing because we have too many people because we live with the whole crew as well so it's like you have to pack as light as possible because there's nowhere to really put your luggage and so it like ends up being like all over the place. And then you basically are just living out of a suitcase. And there's not really much you can bring to like make it feel like home. Okay, so you're driving through, I don't know, I was going to say North Dakota, but I want to switch. We definitely oh. have driven through North Dakota many times. So is there an argument that happens about where you stop for dinner? That used to be more the case when we were driving before the bus. But I think the bus dictates all. So you can't really tell the bus to stop because... The driver has a specific, like, times that he's going to drive, and then he has to legally take a certain time off to, like, sleep. There's all these laws about it, and, like, you can't just be like, stop, like, pull over. It's like, he stops when, like, oh, you're at the final shit. destination. You have to literally plan ahead. What the fuck? It's even more intense in Europe because the time... Really? Yeah, because the times they can drive are shorter. So to get to the distance from A to B... And then in Europe, the drivers uh, live on the bus as opposed to oh, in the U.S. Oh, no. So it's, and they're so gross. These guys that we had, they would oh, be in their I underwear. I bet they're not. I bet they're wonderful. No, no, no. These guys were I like, oh, was in their underwear smoking. And they were like, Ugh. They were like itching their balls a lot. Yeah. And it's just like, Ugh. But you like to itch your balls, right? I do like balls to itch Balls do ball. itch. That is something that I don't know as a woman. Balls do itch. I don't feel the need to itch them in front of, like, if I started itching my balls right now, that might be kind of weird. Not at all. Just, like, just to Actually, d- dig I really, in. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, because it does feel like that seems like an area, as an empathetic person. We should person. destigmatize ball itching. Can <laughs> totally, we start that? Totally. That's 100%. our platform. Let's run for yeah. some office and be, like, our number one goal Easy. is to let people scratch Easy. balls. Easy. 
What can we do as women that would also be like freeing? Do vaginas itch? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I'd like to know. Do they? No, no. I mean, you know, if there's like an irritation. Right, but you just but like. But not on a regular basis. You're not just like driving. Not like, you're like, oh, like, I gotta, like, not like a band member. Right. <laughs> I don't have vaginal band member itch. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> okay, so Ed, can I ask you some musical questions? Please do. So I want to know what song that you've created is most meaningful to you. I don't know. I have to think about it. Why do you have to think about it? Because it kind of always changes, like, which song actually. And I think I also have some sort of, like, separation from it a little bit. Where, like, while I'm making them, they, they're they very, like, raw and cathartic. And there's, like, a lot of emotion in it. But then once you perform them a certain amount of times, like, I start to separate myself from it. It becomes something that I'm performing. And I try to channel into that when I'm performing. But it just, like, it doesn't have the same, like intensity as it did when I was writing it. Are you the kind of person when there is a breakup or like something that's personal that's happened in my life, I retreat. I don't talk to anybody. And I'm learning that hurts people's feelings that are close to me. I'm like the opposite. I feel like if I get like into like some sort of traumatic breakup or something like that, I need to be around friends and like process but and were like, you like that though yeah when right? i went through my last breakup yeah. yeah i was like i had a friend of mine who was looking for an apartment like move in to my house because i wanted like company all the time because i was so like upset about it that's the crazy thing about breakup even if you're the one deciding to do the breakup it's still so traumatic yeah but then when you had a lot of friends calling you saying like what's going on what's going on what's going on did you respond did you have the time? Only with some people, not all the time, because then it's just like I'm repeating myself and it's like, how much do I really want to tell? Right, it's like, it, because then it's like... Uh, no, most of the time it was like, let's talk about other things. Let's just distract ourselves. And then if I right. would, if I needed advice, I'd be like, what do I do? Like, stressful. I'm a retreater. I'm like, I'm just going to go... Close the blinds. Deep down into that ocean and find out how deep the water is. <laughs> oh, it turns out it's four miles. All right. It's an endless, endless scuba dive down there. I'm totally right. Here's what I do when I get a little fussy with some of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. I just start singing. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to know right now what's going to be. Something like that. But I keep going. I don't oh. want to wait. And people get so mad at me. And it makes me feel delicious. Isn't that Paula Cole? I don't know. It was the... It was the uh, Dawson's Creek. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is that Paula Cole? I don't remember. What's the song that you can't get out of your head? Liberty, 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 Liberty. I don't know Do that know? one. It's the Liberty Mutual. Like I watch the MSNBC and I hear that. <laughs> I also do Take Me Back to Manhattan. Take Me Back to New York. Ooh. I'm just longing to see once more my little home on the hundredth floor. Can't you see that I'm lonely? Can't you see that I'm sad? I miss the east side, the west side. 
I love that. I could that. go on. But wait, you don't have a song that gets in your head? I do, and I just can't think of it right now. Yeah. It's a good weapon. It's not necessarily one song always. It's like whatever, some new song that I heard, and it just, some for some reason, if it's like an earworm, it just like lingers, and then it'll stick in me sometimes. Like what? I remember a few years ago, I couldn't stop singing this song by James Blake. It was like, do-do-do-do-do. It was like, I was singing the piano part, not actually his vocal part. Can you believe the 90s was 30 years ago almost? That's insane to me. Is that depressing? Okay, so I was a teenager in the early 90s. And I remember people like in seventh grade being like, let's listen to classic rock. Led Zeppelin from like the 70s or something. That was only 15 years from that age now. But it felt like such another world where I'm like, the 90s is double that amount of time away. And that's a mindfuck. 2000 was 20 years ago? That's I, insane. That's, I'm sorry. I'm just like, age no, is really but, tripping but me out these I days. know, I know. I feel like once the internet came, time just went into hyperdrive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to talk to you about the idea of the composition of a song. How the fuck do you do that? I usually do it in collaboration. So I'll say that. Like I have a harder time when I'm alone um, making decisions on like the craft and the shape of a song. Like here. what do you mean? I think it's just like, it's it's like a combination of writer's block and self-doubt where you're like, I don't know. And it's like, I also find that like, I can easily start doing things I've already done and they start to sound like a little bit too samey to something I've already done. So that's why I like to collaborate with other people so that they like push me into areas. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about like having a break here or doing this chord progression over here or whatever. Okay, so I, how do you compose a fucking song that means something? There's a song called Colorado. Yeah. From our 2006 album, Yellow House. I guess this song is really cool because I wrote it first on like a very lo-fi. It was just me and a keyboard and a loop. And then I gave it to the band and like it just grew and grew and they kept adding so many things. Like that song really represents like the best collaborative like truly every member of the band added so much to the song and it just like went from a very like not that exciting like little like 90 second two minute thing that I did into this like very like long sort of like epic sonic adventure that like I could have never ever written the parts that they wrote for it but what's your favorite instrument I'm not an instrumentalist I'm, I was like the vocalist and I mean I play like very rudimentary guitar and piano like uh, terribly basically and I just would do backup stuff in the band but I love the piano why I find it easier to write on because it's, I don't know, I just, I can't really articulate. It's because there's like the control of absolute rhythm or like heartbeat or like that it's like the staple. It's like the bread of the instruments. I think it's like, it's so nostalgic and like romantic to me. So many different styles of music use it. A guitar feels sort of heavily anchored into like the rock genre, even though yes, you can use it in all sorts of different ways. But the piano is just like, you know, let's get some oh, classical going on. I was reading something about how you talked about the labels and how when your music is described, how that ruffles your feathers. Because it ruffles my feathers when I'm just called a comedic actor. I mean, it is annoying. And when we were starting, there was this trend called freak folk. And that's what we were labeled like the first What's year. That? It doesn't exist anymore. It was like, and that's, we're talking on like, you know, blogs of 2004, like whatever started calling us when we first started, which I guess just basically meant like less accessible folk music. And so we were annoyed, but then we were also like, well, press is press, like call us what you want. Like we'll take it. And then we just sort of got lumped into the indie, indie slash like folk rock world. I think the Grizzly Bear might be the best band name of all time. 
I named it after an axe. He wasn't actually a bear either, which is the funny part. He was the opposite of a bear, which is why I called him that. Okay, tell me about your love life. I'll tell you like a crazy story about a really weird penis in my past. A past penis, (laughs) PP. When I was in my early 20s living in New York, pre-apps, pre-smartphone, there was a website called Nerve.com. And I was just beginning to feel my like gay situation. Nerve? It was called Nerve.com, yeah. It had like articles about sex, but then they had a singles section. And I was going on a lot of dates. And one night I went on a date with this guy. Where? We went to a place called The Boiler Room. It was steamy, a gay bar. And then we ended up going back to his place in Prospect Heights. And we were hooking up and he had, I've never seen one again like this. It was a right angled penis that erect was fully bent as a right angle. Oh. It's a thing, I guess, but it was extremely hard to maneuver and deal with. And I was really trying to like work with it. It was kind of like that Gonzo's nose. And this is when it's a wreck. And it was kind of always facing down. So it was like, if you didn't lift it up, it would flap down again. You'd have to, it was almost like a the door latch or something. Like it just kind of. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do with it. And it was, honestly, it was alarming at such a young well- age. <laughs> Was this one of your first lovers? Maybe it was like after a dozen lovers. Because I want to defend. Well, I don't want to peek in a shame either. So if you have yeah. this plaque buildup, well, like also I feel like we didn't have anal. We were just BJing. And so I feel like it could hit some great spots, you know, like it might actually be fucking amazing if you're. Well, but I for know. my mouth, it was confusing. Here's <laughs> your mouth was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it was confused. It was a hard angle to like work like, with. Is this going to go right up the nasal passage? Yeah, it was just like I'm having a hard time working with this and getting at it properly. It, it kind of made it awkward because I didn't really know what to do. And then I think he could sense that I was kind of like having a difficult time with the angle of it all. And so I kind of just like let him finish himself off i don't know i just we finished it and then i woke up really early and i was like i gotta get out of here like i was like this was not the vibe when you're intimate with somebody how vulnerable it is like what does a normal labia look like like what does normal how is normal what is what is fucking normal ed i don't know (laughs) when you first started dating people how did you go about intimacy? That is like the most vague question. That is kind of, what do you mean? I know, like because the I first got, time I you got had nervous. sex with someone? Just yeah. go for it. Okay, Just, all right, all right, the, yeah. The first time you had sex with someone. Wow. Give us the good. When I Give lost us a good virginity, yeah. it was to a woman. So and that's where? a twist. I was kind of a late bloomer with that, which also had to do with me being gay. I was 19 when I lost my virginity. Old. I don't think that's that old. I mean, I'm, I don't have a problem with it, but like at the time I was like, I better not turn 20. It was like the stress. Did you want to do it? Yeah, but I think I wanted to do it to, like, get it over. I don't know what it was. I was in denial about being gay, and so then I met this girl. Where? She was a friend of a friend. She was visiting from Germany. She was, like, huge tits, blonde, like, very, like, St. Pauli, like, beer machin kind of thing. And she came and, like, stayed with me at my college. And, like, I just moved into my dorm, and everyone thought I was, like, this player. And it was really funny that that was, because it was, like, the furthest thing from the truth. But it was, like, he's this girl staying with them for, like, two weeks, and they're, like, having sex every night because people could hear it. And it was just, like, it was fine. But how did I initiate the first time? Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. It was in the okay, ocean. Okay, so wait, wait, it was in the ocean? <laughs> yeah. You were in the ocean? Yeah. In college with yeah. this German girl? Yeah. And that's how you guys had sex in the but, ocean? 
Yeah, water sex is not like a no, thing for me. No, no, it's no, it's not a thing for anybody. Some it people love like it. A, My boyfriend loves, loves it. it. What? No, it's like dries everything out. I know it gets too squeaky. Yeah. Yes. I don't like that. So you're in the river with a German girl. I'm in the ocean. You're in the ocean. Yeah, and we were like skinny in, dipping, and then I we started the Atlantic, to, right? Yeah. The okay, you never ever want to have sex in the Atlantic. It is the dark sea. Everyone knows that. I know. The Pacific is the sea of hope. Atlantic, dark. I should try the Pacific. See yeah. See how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Shit. All right. Well, we're really close. Okay, I'll just so. head on down. and uh, I'm sure there's some nude beach around. Um, okay, so you're in the Atlantic. It's very weird. And then it just, we're really drunk. Dark and stormy. We went to this island. It was like on a, a weekend break. And we went with some friends. And there was no store or cars there. So it's like a very isolated spot off Cape Cod. And... We were late for the ferry and didn't have time to shop for food. And all there was was one thing of pasta and tomato paste. And we made the most disgusting meal with this like six of us. And then we then drank after it. We played quarters. Have you ever played that? You like bounced the quarter into a shot glass. It's very It's like teen. the worst. So we, anyways, we had no food in our stomach and we got shit hammered drunk. All went skinny dipping and then that's how it started. Yeah. I hate tomato paste. It annoys me. It's just so sour and bitter. You don't like just dump it all into your mouth. Yeah, but or I, into that's your what we did. We ate pasta with just tomato paste. It was disgusting. But we were starving. We had driven five hours. We needed food. <laughs> You're very, like, intuitive. Like, you're so curious, which maybe all great artists should be. So, I know you're in school again. You're becoming a psychologist. A therapist, yeah. A therapist, MFT. Which is terrifying to me. I love it. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah, well, it's fascinating to you, but it's terrifying for me because as your friend, what if you analyze me and I'm and you're like, hey, Ferris, you're fucked up. We're actually always analyzing each other anyway. Are we? We are in this weird way. You're just not using it in the same... It's just human nature. Don't you think, though, that we're worried about being analyzed? Like, isn't it more of like a self-absorption? Maybe. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ed? Yeah? We're going to talk to some strangers. Oh my God. We're going to call Patty. Hi, Patty. It's Anna. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Patty, this yeah, is my yeah. dear friend, Ed, and I've been calling him Ed Drost, and he just told it's me a, today. Everyone does that. 
Really? It's literally, yeah. literally your majority of people pronounce it that way. He's a, a, the brilliant band leader. Would you say no, leader? Just, or no, we, we member. Don't, member, yeah, member. Yeah. Um, and a beautiful musician. Yeah. Oh, you know it? Music. Yeah, you guys are um, in a couple of movies. Yeah, we were too, in like. some Blue Valentine. Okay. One of the Twilight movies. Yeah. Okay, so will you tell yeah. us what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So I'm married to like the love of my life, my sweet baby angel, Josh. And he is just like so wonderful. I love him. He like anticipates all of my needs. And I just am so grateful for that. And I just am really annoying because I'm a behavior analyst. And maybe like, I'm like a high maintenance person, I feel like. And I have a lot of places and outlets to vent. I have a lot of friends and I have family close by and all of that. So I like get it out. Like if there's any little annoying thing, I like bitch about it to them. And then I like come home and I feel great. Josh like doesn't have that close, like core group of friends. And I just like, I don't know. This isn't a problem. I don't like care about that, but I want, I hope that he has somewhere to like bitch about me. And so I don't know, like if there's a way I can help him find homies or like, should I just like leave him alone? Cause he seems, you know, happy as a clam, but I just, we're like also, you know, like we're trying to have a baby in the next like year. So I just want to make sure we're like tight before you know, we have this new adventure that I we go into. I love it that you guys are really close. I love it that your husband loves you and that you guys have this intimate relationship because I crave that all the time. That's what I found out that I need. Yeah, yeah so, so nice. is he, he's working, is he... Um, oh, yeah. Does he, he communicate with you openly? Or do you guys have like a, does he confide in you? Oh, yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, you're all he sure. needs. Yeah, that's totally possible. That's why I feel so silly, like, you know, like bringing it up. Like he has a really fulfilling job and he's just like loving life. He's been like doing side projects with his so dad. So do you think friend, that part of this is also, are you missing your friends? I don't know. I see them like all the time. It's not like a thing where I don't feel weird going out on my own, like without Josh and Josh would never ever like hold me back in any way which is like why we're married because I'm kind of like a go like I just keep going and I work a ton and I just am really like driven in my career and I really value my personal like friendships and personal relationships and like he's so down with that he's like go you know it sounds like like maybe you want him to have like this crew of friends that he doesn't have but maybe he doesn't need the friends maybe it feels a little too intense just like him focusing all his energy on you so much so maybe you're kind of like oh I wish you had like a crew that you could just like go do your thing with but it sounds like he maybe doesn't want one or need one I guess it's also that I like, because I work so much, I want to make sure that he's like cool when I'm not there. So like, I'm not home as but often as I But that's the thing that be. I think we fall into as we get into relationships, yeah. like the guilt factor of like, you know, I'm not there to make dinner or I'm not there to like change the laundry or. Yeah. I like totally think that's the thing is, I don't know. I overanalyze kind of all situations and like, naturally analyze human behavior because that's what I do for a living. And I think it's hard to turn off and I need to just... I wonder if that's what makes you feel distant a little bit from your husband. I wonder if he's feeling a little bit of pressure from like a constant examination or... But but you already know what to do. Yeah. 
that's an annoying thing about being like in any kind of therapy uh, career though. Like you would think, think we'd be better at it, but it's sometimes it's hard to like self-analyze and self-monitor and do that, utilize like self-management strategies, I guess. So I think I just need to like prioritize And you know what? This is too. also the time of the year when all of us are losing our minds. It's at the end of the oh, day, so it's true. just going to be, it's going to be you two. So how you yeah. connect just with the two of you guys. Because maybe he's yeah. also feeling that, that you have a lot of friends and you're social and outgoing. And maybe he hasn't always felt that way, which is definitely something. He might be one of those guys, though. I'm one of those girls. Yeah. Some people just aren't social. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. No, and it's not even when we are in social settings, he's fine. He's not even like a guy who's I'm like weird about bringing him into social settings because like when we are with our mutual friends, like we're not like glued to each other. We're like out. So he doesn't even have like one best friend. His best friend lives in Maine, but he does a really good job of like calling and like trying to. I don't know. I feel like I can be a little bit of a, a solitary person. So I appreciate a solitary partner. Patty, am I wrong? I feel yeah. like you guys have a really good relationship. I'm not sure there's a big problem here. No, I... <laughs> oh, no. No, I know. There, like, there isn't. I really... Like, the more I'm talking... You're no, no. But... <laughs> like, what am I doing? He's yeah. So, he's so great. No, like, I'm so, like, thankful for our relationship. So, like, I just need to prioritize No, it sounds like you are out. because you called a random podcast where people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So you are prioritizing it. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if yeah. we helped you at all. I don't know. I certainly Ed did not. <laughs> no, I think I think like this is something I probably don't like verbally process ever, and so this is like a good opportunity to do that, which is really nice. But what you've so been talking you about though is something that everyone goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Well, thanks. <laughs> that was a sweet send-off, Patty. Yeah. Have a good life. You too. Yeah, you too. I love you, Patty. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hello. Hi, is this Dee? 
Yeah, this is Dee. Hi, Dee. This is Anna. Oh, my gosh. I know it's so late there. We're here with Ed Drosty, and I can't thank you enough for doing this. I'm so sorry to wake you up. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm so shot. Like, I'm, like, such a big fan. So thank you for being able to call me. Will you tell us what's going on? Well, I'm 19, which I'm still quite young at. I got married to now my husband at 18 and he's in the army. So we live together in like the army pad and it's amazing. But I feel like our relationship now living together is very different. I just feel like there's a lot of anger between us. We're always arguing and we have a lot of differences. Our sex life is not that great anymore. I mean, just the relationship between us, I feel like is really unhealthy and I just don't know what to do. What should I do? Oh, Dee, okay, wait, I have a few questions. What do you guys tend to argue about? It's kind of like really like random stuff. Like we could argue about, like today we argued about decorate in the living room and he wanted to put something on the wall and I was like no like we should do something that we both like and it just kind of turned into this whole big thing and it's just like really small little things that are kind of not necessary if that makes sense Mm -hmm. how far away are you from your family so I live in North Yorkshire my family live in London so it's uh, roughly about maybe five hours if you were to drive so i'm fairly far away from my family at the moment do you have friends in the army base where you live it's kind of hard to make friends here i mean i'm still quite young and i want to go out and drink and you know be social and a lot of the people around here especially in the army they're a lot older wives so it's very different and they kind of think of me as a child and look down to me so i feel like it's kind of hard to have a friend group that age range. So in general, you're kind of lonely. Yeah. I mean, I think that Ed and I, we totally have been lonely. Yeah. Most people have experienced extreme degrees of loneliness, but it definitely sounds like where you're at, you don't have your sense of community. And it sounds like your husband isn't there for you in a way which making you feel not lonely. Correct me if I'm wrong, but It sounds like you're fighting, but is he emotionally there for you? Is he present with you? He is and he isn't. Like, I'm very alone here and I do suffer with, like, depression and anxiety. And it's something that I've always had to deal with even when I was younger. So sometimes he kind of doesn't understand and he's not there for me emotionally. But then other days I would be, like, crying on his shoulder and tell him how lonely I am and he will try and support me and be there for me as much as he can but I feel like it's so hard for him to understand like I'm so lonely here and by being so far away from like all my friends back home and my family it's so hard to be here at the moment because I just don't know where my head is at. Okay so when your husband is sort of working all day do you have other passions? Yeah I I'm an artist and I love painting like weird like gothic stuff and I try and sell my paintings and I also have a YouTube account so I love uploading content and doing makeup I feel like social media is quite big now so and especially YouTube and I feel like that kind of at the moment occupies me but when all that is done I kind of sit in the living room on myself like Okay, but I'm really still alone and I'm bored and I'm 19, so I feel I should be out with friends 
you know, enjoying my life. I think so too. But but are you getting pressured to have like I don't know. I don't know if anyone in your life is pressuring you to have kids. I feel like uh his family kind of because he's Scottish and he has um uh he's been brought up different so a lot of his family have kids at a young age but the way my family's grown up, like we all want careers first and like have our careers on track and then have kids. But I'm not looking to have any like kids right now. I'm still really young, so I want kids when I'm like like a lot older and that's not on the table right now. But it's still like I feel like now that we're married and we live together that it's accepted of me and pressured of me to have kids. But I feel like people, because of how mature I am as well, that they forget that I'm just 19 and that I still want to go out and have fun. I want to know why you felt like you needed to get married um, instead of just be dating. Why didn't you guys just move in together? Or try? Is there is there a reason why you got married? Yeah, there actually is. Like, obviously, we were in love. We were young and in love. And, we still are and we went to the registry office in London and we just got married like a spur of the moment it's kind of romantic for us but in another sense it kind of wasn't because we got married to live together because how it works here in the UK in the army like you need to be married to be able to have an army pad together mm. and it kind of made sense at the time because you know, he he's in the army right now and it's so much cheaper and how young we are, mm. we couldn't really afford to, you know, stay in like a flat because it'd be too expensive. Yeah. And it was just it worked out cheaper and it just made more sense to be in an army pad. But my family does not know that we're married. Oh only my sister knows. Yeah. His family knows. in his family's tradition for like you to get married and have kids quite young although that's what I think anyways but in my family you know like uh, my mum's divorced um, and I'm just scared of getting a divorce like I want us to be together forever but at the moment the way things are the way that we're arguing the way that our relationship has turned quite unhealthy like I love him so much and I want us to stay together forever but I just have no idea what to do like with us trying to go out more do stuff together because it's still tight on money so it's more harder for us to do stuff together if that makes sense yeah i mean honestly i have to say you guys are in a difficult situation and you're isolated and you're feeling lonely and i'm sure your husband can see that you're not having the best time there and so probably he either feels guilty or he can sense resentment or just knows it's not right and probably feels a lot of responsibility because he brought you to the army base essentially so it's on him in a way and so maybe he might be lashing out because of that reason you know he might be feeling threatened or feeling just like he's not doing everything he can to make the relationship work and he's maybe not able to process it well i mean again you both are young like when i was 18 or 19 i didn't know how to like communicate really well i didn't know how to i wouldn't definitely wouldn't know how to move to an army base with someone and just be isolated and not know anyone i think that you guys are an incredibly complex situation and i think being on the base and being isolated is almost trumping everything in the sense that if you were in an apartment in london I feel like we'd have a better idea of whether the relationship is on the rocks or not. I think right now everything's through this sort of lens of being there, basically, and how difficult it is. So it's it's really hard for 
me to say actually whether or even for you it's probably hard for you to get enough clarity looking at the relationship because it's framed in such a intense way i guess by being on this base yeah yeah i'm not saying get divorced i'm just saying it might take a while or it might take a change of scenery for you guys to get to a place where you can really evaluate how things are you know like divorce i feel like that's i don't want to think of that as like an option right now like i want to work for it and you know i've being really open with him and it's like oh you know this is how I'm feeling like I'm always expressing how I'm feeling and you know one day I want to move to Los Angeles and I want to pursue my art career you know meet Kat Von D one day because I'd mm-hmm. love to tattoo like her like it's, been, it's like my dream and it's just so hard for me to kind of picture that because it's like I'm in this bubble of being stuck here and not kind of having fun and feeling like now that I'm married, now that I'm on an army camp, this is going to be the rest of my life. And it's kind of scary because I'm not happy. And I know that he's not happy either because he has said that to me as well. So we're kind of both stuck. It feels like there's a bit to unpack here. Do you miss your parents? My dad has like never been in my life. So he's like out of the picture. But my mum's actually moved to China, which I'm so happy for. I like she's such a strong mum raising four uh, kids on her own. And she's finally doing something that she's always wanted to do. Like she's in China teaching uh, kids English. And I miss her so much. Like my mum is my idol. I love her so much. And she's so strong. And sometimes I do miss her and I'm like, like, it's hard not having her there, but we used to not get along at all, me and my mum. But I feel like now that I moved away and she's kind of on the other side of the world, that we get on so much better. I talk to my mum about, like, the situation all the time as well. Like, she thinks the same as me, like, it's unhealthy and we need to work it out. And I feel like he has some aggression. Like, um, when we get into an argument, he has punched the wall. There's a hole in the wall. He's punched the door. He's actually, like, ripped it all apart. And we kind of got through that. And he was so sorry. Like, I sometimes have a lot of anger in me too. But it comes out in, like, a verbal instead of physical. So we're both, like angry people (laughs) so it's kind of more difficult to kind of get through each other oh Dee this is definitely where I'm unqualified because I think your husband has some anger issues I wish I could give you good helpful advice about that but that is a little bit disturbing yeah I would like to know have you ever felt afraid of your husband has he ever made you feel unsafe when we had the argument and he like tore up the door like he got angry because I shut the door and he like punched for it that scared me and I actually left and called my mom and I dropped everything and I was like mom I need you like I need you to get me because I don't drive so my mom amazingly drove five hours here and five hours back to take me home and I stayed there and when I came back like everything was sorted but I felt like it still didn't change the fact that he scared me so much like he would never dare put his hand on me. And I know that. And uh, the way that I know that is because of the way he's been brought up to. But at that time, yeah, he, he did scare me. But like I feel like I've forgotten it. But it still doesn't change the fact that 
anything can happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. As hard as it may be, try not to feel super overwhelmed by feeling stuck because just remember everything right. can change. Yeah. And what seems like an eternity might go by faster. I was going to ask you earlier, how long are you required to stay at this base? Like, try not to get super overwhelmed and take on small things one at a time. Like, maybe try some therapy and see what a professional says about the situation. Mm-hmm. I hope that you and your husband are open communicators with each other. So really relaying your loneliness there and maybe trying to figure out some sort of compromise if there is it. I don't know enough about military life or living, so I don't know how difficult it may be to leave the base or work part-time or whatnot, but it sounds like it's not sustainable the way it is right now. Mm -hmm. But don't let that overwhelm you in a crazy, scary way. You've got so much time in life. You're super young. Just take it one step at a time, as cheesy as that sounds, because you will find a way to figure either this relationship out or independence out or whatever you want to do. But how long are you supposed to be there? I think it's like three more years. But then we, like, they move him, they station him somewhere else so we could be there for, like, a couple years. But he's even said that he doesn't like the army and he doesn't intend to to be in the army for a long time. So I have no idea, like, what will happen after he leaves the army. I don't know where we'll go, where we'll end up. So I'm always thinking, like, ahead. Like, I'm always thinking on what will happen. But I think I need to take a step back and be like, okay, just like think as it happens like like you said take it one step at a time like take it slow you know think of tomorrow instead of what happens in a couple years time this is one of the more emotional calls for me because i don't want you to feel obligated to do the societal path especially if there's something that you know of of course if, if there's something that isn't making you happy And this is where I'm getting into dangerous territory in terms of like any kind of violent tendencies that your husband may have, because I don't fucking know. I don't know shit, but I want you to be happy. And I want, and I want you to feel like that while we put a lot of shame on ourselves for a separation, when we've made a public commitment, that it's okay. It's more than okay to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just being honest with yourself is probably the best thing you can do. And just really ask yourself on a regular basis, is this worth it and am I happy? And just remain honest with yourself. And if you are, you will find the right thing that you need to do. But it's not our place to tell you to leave or stay. It's really what you want to do and how you're feeling about it. And just remember, like, being unhappy is exhausting and it's horrible. It's a horrible feeling. And so just put weight on that when you are weighing the, the yeah. pros and the cons because yeah. being sad is, is a yeah. sad, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that I could hug you. Aww. I wish I could just like reach across the Atlantic Ocean and just hug you and, and be like, dude, we're going to fucking do this. We're going to do this shit. <laughs> if your base has a, a counselor, they might. Um, I would recommend both of you going if it's free. You know, I know money's an issue. So if there's a counselor there, just talking to anyone is helpful. It'll be helpful for both of you. It doesn't have to be a couple's counseling thing. It can just be a place to go. 
it'll feel less lonely when you have someone regularly that you're seeing if you can. I don't know if that's available there, but it seems like a place where someone that working in mental health might be. So you should check and see if that resource is available to you, because if it is and you're part of the community there, you should definitely take advantage of it. I've been suffering with like mental health for a really long time. So I would love the fact of, you know, being with a counselor therapist or someone to kind of work on this stuff, especially with him. I feel like he's just so, like, close-minded. But I definitely can kick him up the ass and get him to come with me. Well, that's good. And you should, even mm-hmm. if he doesn't want to go, you can go and you're going to yeah. learn more about yourself and you're going to figure it out of what you really want. And things exactly. will become clearer the more time you, yeah. you know, talk. Yeah. Yes, completely. Honestly, I feel like this has done a lot for me just talking to both of you. I feel like it's good for me to, because I feel so alone, that it's actually good to talk to someone about this instead of just keeping it in my head and not being able to talk to anyone. So you honestly both have helped me so much. You're not alone. Oh, T, you're so fucking not alone. Thank you. Uh, I love you. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, T. Thank you. Love you both. Thank you so much. Ed. Hi. It's time to say goodbye, huh? I guess so. The sun is literally going down. The sun's going down. It's like the pod is wrapping. How do you create a lyric? I mean, wouldn't it? Be that the sun is going down. Oh, what? that was just description. I guess you just describe things. Describe how you're feeling. How am I feeling right yeah. now? Yeah, uh, I have a little bit of a pit in my gut. I know talking to Dee was hard. She's yeah, she's very strong. I have faith that she'll figure it out. But I hope that yeah. I don't know. I don't think you're making a song out of this. So right now, I'm not going to make a song out of that. Please. No. I will. Okay. Fine. Not right now. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to sing it again. tonight. No. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Thank this you was for so being fun. here. You were so amazing. Again. Thank you. It's like old friends reuniting through microphones. Can I see you again soon? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hang. You looked at me you. like... I, I have hearing. I didn't hear you. Oh, said I know. It took me a second to understand so you what you have tinnitus. I have tinnitus and I have hearing damage. I actually need to get a hearing aid soon because it's like one of my ears is like half deaf. I'm sorry. It's okay. Is that because... It's an occupational hazard, and I didn't take care of my ears properly. Wear earplugs, everyone. I love you all, and Ed does too, I think. Yes, I do. I love you, dear listeners. Thank you. 